Let's go. She's quick to assist anyone in need, reaches out to help the poor. Now let's go to them. Because of time, let's go to the seven factors that trigger desperation. Seven factors that trigger desperation. Number one, peer pressure. Peer pressure, when all your peers are married and you begin to feel like you are the lost one and now you begin to look for a husband and convert any man in your circle to become a husband. Thank you. No, that's a wife material. Amen. You see, service, service. Amen. Amen. Paul and Nimechoma, Amen. Um, so there is a lot of peer pressure. There are people who settle because of peer pressure. And some of the peer pressures are negative. And the name peer does not appear only when you're a teenager. Peer psychologically means people of the same age group. So even the day you become 70, you'll have peer pressure. Of 70 year old. Everyone is using a wheelchair and you're walking. You know, it's peer... <laughs> So, so peer pressure does not die on the one. It's there to stay with you. Are we together? And it's very good. It's very good. Uh, I've, uh, I've seen a few people who because of peer pressure thought everything about settling down is things. And, and more so when people come from poor homes, some of them have vowed they'll never get married to a poor man. The man you are calling poor today, you may not know his dealings tomorrow. And because of this conversation of poverty, and even some of our mothers are very wicked. They will call you to the kitchen and tell you, never bring a poor man here. No, you've seen how we have suffered with your father. And you're there agreeing with your mother in the kitchen. And so you, so many potential people have passed your way as you're looking for a rich man. So that you can make your mother happy. I tell you today, God might bring you to a man who may not look like he has a future. But only a few years later, you look at that guy and wonder. Because no one knows the future. Number two, there is society perception. Society perception. One of them is that when you get a job, you need a wife immediately. Those are the questions in December. Amen. I saw a meme going around that when you are in Form 4, your parents told you, Nione kijana huku. Then in December, Akuna mtu. So there is society perception that, that any time you look like you've settled, now you need a wife. And sometimes even they take you for meetings so that they can connect you. Amen? And literally you are told, Jemo, uh, uh, can you talk with Mary? We are talking with Mama Mary here. <laughs> and they are very intentional. And then your mother begins to ask you in the car, uh, how is Mary? And you're like, Mom, we're just talking. There's nothing going on. Uh, okay. So society perception. Number three, there is family. If you've not received pressure from family right now and they begin to give you a list of people who have settled, gotten married and they have children and they are your age mates. Bonas if you Siata kenodhia uyu. Uyu. Mulikuwa. Mulikuwa na class four. Sindio. Saizi ya na watoto wangapi. Wewe. Nairobi na kaina kuaribu. So, so the, and sometimes the pressure can be so much. Amen. And, and literally, I know there is a place you feel you are not ready to settle and don't settle until you are ready. I, I come from a place, I know one of my very close relatives received a lot of pressure. And what he did, he looked for a girl and took the girl home so that parents can keep quiet. And anytime, now the question has been, when are you coming officially? And this is the answer, we are preparing. 
So some of you, I don't know, maybe you hired a person, took them, and now there are questions of, eh, eh, alafu. Because there is pressure in family. I never think because your neighbor got married. Like for me, I know most of my friends got married when they were 23, 24. And none of them today, none of them, their marriages are not standing. Why? Because they got married because of sex. And that, by the way, never get married because of sex. Because you'll divorce after honeymoon. You'll have all the sex that you want. And then after that, you have to ask yourself, why am I here? Always get married because of destiny. The future. Number four, this is another trigger, is lack of balance. Lack of balance. Some of you, you, you are so much into academics. By the time you lift your head, you are 37 with a PhD. And suddenly desperation checks in. Career can also be deceiving. Amen? Too busy chasing deals and chasing programs. And they say they are different people. Uh, there are four types of reactions when a person gets heartbroken. The first reaction is that a person can retreat and vow never to date again. The second reaction is that a person can decide to flirt with everyone, play with everyone, but keep his heart very close to him. No falling in love. The third reaction is that a person can bury their head either in their career or academics. And anytime they lived and remember they were heartbroken, they become busy. And so there are those who do that. And there are those after being heartbroken, they heal and move on. So locate where you are. For me, I prefer you become the fourth one. You heal and move on. Uh, there's a time I was so stressed up, almost entered depression. And I don't know why when you are heartbroken, all the movies you watch have a scene of people loving each other. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that was my case. You know, I switch news after news. Even in news, you see there was a mass wedding. You know, you're wondering. <laughs> and, and one day I woke up and I heard this prayer. It's a very wicked prayer. I used to wish the person who broke my heart that one day I'll wake up and find that something bad has happened to her. So I, I used to visit her Facebook page to see whether she had an accident or someone died from their family. You know, you know. Okay, no, you are not laughing. But you know even you. <laughs> so, so I was there. And any time I went to her Facebook page, I tell you her life was moving forward well. She was succeeding. One day I checked on her page. She had gone for holiday in February. In Mombasa. Enjoying life. Whereas I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping. Because of a person who is in Mombasa enjoying life. That day, I called myself for a meeting. I said, Anthony, come here. Una ujinga na lazima leo. And I said, the world has 8 billion people. And one person cannot make your life stand. Before that person came, you are 20 years and above. You lived 20 years without that person. So that person is not your oxygen. It's not the system of your life. And I say it is time to move on. Hallelujah. So you need to call yourself for a meeting. And, and you know, have a self-to-self -self conversation. And say, I'll never repeat again. It's very key. So it's good to have balance. Even as you begin your academics. Let it be somewhere in your life. Know that at a certain phase in my life, I'll get married. Okay? So that there is no problem doing your PhD when you have a wife and a kid at home. 
Don't wait to be too successful until you don't know who's coming for you and who's coming for your stuff. The problem when this balance is not there, majority, the problem most of the times goes to the men because when, when a man grows older, his radius of hunting increases. If right now you are 20, you can hunt between, uh, if you're 25, you can hunt between 22, 24, or maybe 27. Amen. If you are 30, you can hunt between 20, 28, 33. If you're 35, you can hunt between 23 to possibly 37. So are you seeing the radius? And that's where confusion comes in. <laughs> because you have many opportunities. Someone said, um, if you don't make decisions early, it will reach a point you'll be confused. And that's the place where you go and say, anything is good for me. And he gave an example and said, imagine you are given 15 varieties of ice cream. And your option of selection is, let me test all of them, then I decide. I tell you by the time you are in ice cream number 10, you will say, give me any. <laughs> that is where some people are. <laughs> And then there is what I call distorted emotional infrastructure. Distorted emotional infrastructure. Distorted emotional infrastructure. These, these are some of the factors that trigger desperation. You, you just have an emotional balance issue. And, and sometimes it could be because of your background. You grew in a home where marriages didn't work, relationship didn't work. And so you already have a perception. And that perception has made you always move with one leg forward and one leg backward. So any relationship you enter, you always enter the way people enter in a swimming pool. You first of all, test the water. You test the water. Then you stay at shallow end, end at the rail, holding there. Just in case something happened, going up the ladder is very easy. <laughs> okay. There is another problem of past events and occurrences. Past events and occurrences. This is the issue of rebounds. The issue of rebounds. Heartbreaks. And, and, and this is exactly what happens with a rebound. You know, someone said when you are doing mentorship, you just open up your life. Is that okay? Now, when I dated this lady for four years, we broke up. What was our conversation? Are we going to get married in the next two years? Uh, where are we going to live? You know those plans? And even you have your dream wedding and all that. Then you break up. Then, you meet with a person also who was dating this person for so many years. And they broke up at the level where you also broke up. And then you begin relationship not from the beginning. It's like all of you now pick it up from where you left. Uh, uh, okay, have you ever met a person on Monday, he said hi. On Wednesday, he's saying hi, babes. And you're like, 24 hours have already been converted into babes. And sometimes you get afraid. <laughs> and And in less than one week, you're already discussing marriage, how she wants her wedding and how you want your wedding. And you discover these two elements have not healed. They have fast forwarded the process. When the storms come down, they begin to fight. And then they discover they were not meant for each other. Guess what? That is another heartbreak. So it's like your life is one heartbreak 
after the other. This is what you need to do. Take a break. Heal. Because anyone that will come in your life will come with baggages. And if you don't have a complete heart, the most easiest thing will happen is to leave. There are people, the exit door is bigger than the next door. They, they are always on the defensive just in case something happened. Wait the day you will make a joke similar to his ex. Hmm. You become a suspect immediately. You just made a joke. You have been profiled as a suspect. All men are the same. You see, even jokes. They were the same jokes. This one looks like a potential ex. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's very good to heal. There's another factor that triggers desperation, jealousy. <laughs> jealousy. You, you have never, you, you are the married, you are the, you are, what, what do I call them? Have you ever met people who are matchmakers? They have an issue with every relationship. Ay. Uyu, tunamjua, uyu. Ah, kuna pali anaenda. Hapa hivi. Ay, na filial kwa nasema hizi date was short nearly happen. And because of jealousy and not celebrating other people, you are so surrounded with a negative energy. And suddenly you discover even on your side, things begin to delay. There is power when we celebrate men. Hallelujah. I'm going to give four effects of desperation. The first one is that you settle for less. And let me give a scripture in Genesis 21. Genesis 16, 21. Genesis 16, 21. Are you learning something? Yes? Amen. Once in a while it's good to just come and talk. Is it true? Because um, you might be crying here and it's not because of worship. And we leave this place saying, the Holy Ghost moved today. Did you see how that lady and that man were crying? And deep down you know, <clears throat> the Bible says, so Sarah said to Abraham, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham needed the voice of Sarah. Now, Sarah is about to surrender her position as a wife because she's barren. And her barrenness has stayed for so long that she becomes desperate and is willing to see his man sleep with another woman because she's the one that has a problem. Desperation will make people settle for less. Number two, desperation will make you play dice with your destiny. It will make you play dice with your destiny. Play dice with your destiny. There are two decisions that are very key when you in life. One is the decision of marriage and the decision of salvation. So you cannot afford to play dice. But desperation can make you settle for less. And in that, you will be playing dice with your destiny. Desperation will make you forget the promises, the prophecies that are upon your life. They will make you forget the promises and the prophecies of God that are upon your life. Because you've reached a place, things are not working out, and you feel your way is better than the ways of God. Number four, desperation will make you lose your spiritual focus and the flesh and emotions will take the lead. Desperation will make you lose spiritual focus 
and flesh and emotions will take the lead. When you are 100% emotional, you are 0% reasoning. So you don't date because you feel. Feelings are the worst things that you can bank when you are dealing with destiny. Psalms 107 verse 6 to 16. This is how you deal with desperation. Psalms 107. Everybody read. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of there. Give me NIV. Give me NIV. Uh -huh. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Go to 7. He led them by straight way to a city where they could settle. The best way to deal with desperation, just cry to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you the truth. I Allow me just to share my life because I've discovered their powers in testimonies. In just the next three minutes, then we'll pray. I had given up with relationships. I'd reached a place in my life. I surrendered. I told God, enough is enough. Uh, this thing maybe is not meant for me. And I came to a place where I, pray, I prayed in Sheng. Sometimes when you are desperate, you can't even speak in English. So I went to a corner and I just told God, Maze God, Palin Mefika, when do you Adam, Eve? So I kutafuta when Minta job yako, yako. That was my prayer. And I told him, Mini kienda kupreach, siendi kutafuta wife. Nenda kufanya job yako. Because sometimes you go to a church and you find a very beautiful praise and worship leader. Hallelujah. And, you, and, and, and as she's saying, Mikonoju, Mikonoju, you look there. The hand has nothing. Hallelujah. And as a pastor, you begin to say, if this ministry gets connected to that ministry, that's a mega church. <laughs> and I told the Lord, I'm not going to any place to look for a wife. I'm done. It is over for me and it is over. And I left and I began to go to ministry to churches and my focus was on Jesus. And it was in the place of giving up that God showed up. Because what the Lord did is that he had to take down my standards. You know everyone has a standard. He had to bring down my standards. He had to bring down my appetites. He had to bring down everything and align me in the spirit to know that where I am going is far. And the person I need is not for a day or a year, but for destiny. And I'm just sharing this so that maybe someone can be encouraged. I knew in my life, I said I will not compromise the standards of heaven. So everyone, in, even in truth, people had a perception of the woman I should marry. They thought, number one, I needed a prayer warrior. So prayer warriors paraded themselves. Number two, they thought I needed a prophetess. So they paraded themselves. Number three, some thought um, I needed a slave queen. So they, you know, I can share this story because my wife is here. Amen. And, so, and, and, and because now, as I'm sharing it, you, you have to be comfortable. Is that okay? So, uh, but in my heart, I knew what I was looking for. I said, I need a person who can make me feel as a man when I get in the house, not as a pastor. I need a person when I get in the house, I'll not be apostle. I'll not be pastor. I'll be Anthony. 
We will not get in the house. Let, let me, this was my prayer and this was my cry. I, I needed a person who can make a home, not a church in home. Not that I get in the house and then we begin to speak in tongues. <laughs> you, you know sometimes we share our stories as pastors and you think that's how our houses are. And in a person, we can sit down, watch a movie, you know, enjoy, feel like, yes, I'm on planet Earth, like any other person. Of course, we pray and read the Bible. But I can tell you, that's not the core business in that house. So I needed a person who will not compete with my revelations. That I'm trying to tell her, yesterday when I was reading Psalms 133, I saw the Bible say, and the beard, and the anointing fell on the beards. And I say, the beard is maturity. And she said, listen, baby, listen, listen. Yeah, the other night... <laughs> so I needed someone when I share even if it's not a mystery she'll stand and say what that is deep <laughs> hallelujah so, so people get their possession of the person I should marry but my heart was there the other thing uh, this one I'll just be real with you uh, a part of me needed a brown lady. <laughs> so in my prayer, in my Sheng prayer, I told the Lord, I say, God, when only you get desires, I yellow, yellow. Mimi, sijui, sijui kama ni right, lakini kiezekana tu, kale katakamu. Okay, what, what am I trying to share in that? There, there are desires in your heart that are not wicked. They may look canon, canon, but God sees every detail of that desire. Because if God has to give you the best, he will make sure you don't have the power to begin to look aside. He has answered every detail of your desire. And of course, I was coming from a place of prayer. I just said, Lord, and I didn't dictate. I didn't, no offense to chocolate people, no offense to anyone who's dark and beautiful. Hallelujah. It's only that that, and, and I tell you, there, there are men who are saying, Lord, so, so don't struggle to change your color. Amen. Someone is praying for that complexion. And so, and I, and I remember I was, I was out. I was parking my car. And I was parking the car. It, it was an old car. Uh, KAU 607X. And this was a very good car because I remember one day uh, I carried my sister and my now wife. That time she was my fiance in that car, and we hit a pothole, and all the lights went off. Uh, and I told her, welcome to my world. So I was looking for another. Have you ever looked for a pothole to hit so that the lights can go on? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so I was parking my car during the day, and, and this lady was there. She couldn't park her car, and, and I asked her, can I help you? So I helped her, and, and, and she asked me, what do you do? I told her, I'm a youth pastor. And she said, wow, that's good. Are you married? I said, no. And she said, I have a friend who's looking for a God-fearing man. I said, he's here. <laughs> Who else is God-fearing more than a pastor? He's here. And in that night, the lady facilitated that we meet with my wife. So my wife came. And that is the day I had my ragged jeans, my t-shirt, and my cape. And so the lady had some, she, she had gone home. So I'll come up your kitchen and boozy. So I, I decided to put my skills. So I decided to cook ugali. Amen. Just trying to, you know, some, you, you have to show strength. So I cooked ugali. And the lady was very good. She left me with my wife in the kitchen. And she became busy. Amen. 
So I began to ask my wife, so what do you do? Who are you? She told me, ah, I work in the Jubilee. And I could see the look. You know. uh, so she told me, I work in Jubilee. This is what I do. Ask her, uh, where do you go to church? Uh, I'm a Catholic. I'm, are you born again? No. I've just become catechism. I said, okay, now, God, I told you, if she's not born again, thank you, this is a good friend. <laughs> so I told her what I do. I told her I, I, there's a ministry in town, and I pastor that ministry, so anytime you can come by. So she came for the gathering of champions. This is a good place. So she came. I didn't even know she was here. So she used to live in Moshada. I used to live in uh, Aparunda, that is Ruaka. Amen. <laughs> so once in a while when we are going home, I'll give her lift and get feedback uh, from, from it. And one day she told me, when you call for the altar call of salvation, I really wanted to come. But there was this fear. I asked her, do you want Jesus? And I told the Lord, if she gets born again, not because I've placed it as a demand, I'll know this is a sign. She said, yes. So I prayed for her. I led her to the Lord. And I told her to come for discipleship. That was my second test. I needed to know if you'll go through discipleship, then she's genuine for growth. She came to discipleship, became the prefect of discipleship. She did discipleship class two times. The first class and the second. And I said, I think she's the one. So the discipleship class graduated and we were baptizing people. Guess what? She was there. And I was part of the team. I've never baptized again. Uh, the next time my place was in Limuru, but in Life Church, that was the first time. I don't know why Pastor Mark chose me. So I was there. And I, I felt like John the Baptist for the first time. <laughs> As John will say, behold the Lamb of God. I said, behold the woman who will take away my loneliness. And I tell you, let me tell you why I was excited about baptism. Number one, when you come for baptism, when you get in the water and outside, no makeup. <laughs> that is the time I saw her natural face. Makeup, no nothing. I say, this one is a good one. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying now you begin to go for baptism services. <laughs> and the second thing we did when we decided now we want to move things to the next level. We had a date. I said, now, date is for data. So we met before many days went ahead. And I told her, now, my name is Anthony, and I have a past. Just in case, in the corridors of life, some people will come and tell you, this guy, this is me. I began from nursery school. I gave her my living eology. Where I went to school, the things I did in primary, the things I did in secondary, the things I did in campus, and where I was, even some of the mistakes and messes I did in ministry. Like there's a time, a lady, I don't know, she came home. I used to live with my sister. So she came home, and I, I don't know, I, I think she had been rained on, and she, I, I gave her my T-shirt. And that T-shirt had been written, Mr. T. Now this was a challenge. She used to come to church, take the front seat with that T-shirt. Now, now, he, he, now, now, the, the, <laughs> come a pastor. I love my young sister. One day, my young sister, who's an usher, came with a lesson. Because this is not a very good thing. This is my brother. So it's good to have family members who fight for you. So, where was I? <laughs> so, we went for this date. It was one of them, the date where I felt vulnerable. I shared my mistakes. I even shared things even my own parents don't know. Because I knew 
if I'm going to trust this woman with my life, she must know every detail. What am I trying to say? Don't wait for three years to call a person and say, by the way, they will ask, how many more things don't I know? There are also people who know you. Mtaonekana tao na ulikuwa Kenyatta University. Wewe ndio ulikuwa anga house party zote na umeokoka. Ataita boy amwambie boss 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 come. Kuja nikuoneshe TBT. Huyu ni nani? Huyu ndo anaita wife. Huyu ndo anaita wife. Tunajua huyu dem. Tunajua huyu boy. You know one day I saw a TBT of Pato from Mombasa. Hey. And some few bottles which were not saved. Ay ay ay. Advantage it was written five years later. Amen. So so it's good to share your life before anyone speaks on your behalf. So that by the time they hear, and don't be, if you're willing to settle with that person, open your life. Let the, what they call the, the worms in the can, let them be revealed. And guess what? This is what we said with each other. We said, I was not sharing my life so that you can have weapons to attack me. To kikosana. So that the day to mekosana, the way you told me. So, we opened that file and we closed it. We said, no one has power over the past. But we have power over the future. And I tell you up to today, we have never used the past against anyone. And then now we said, now we are grown-ups. All of us who are 30 years and above. So if you're 30 and you're not married, it's not late. We're all 30 years and above. We said, if you used to do a chemistry paper with two hours and you answer 45 questions, there is one question. Will you marry me? How many hours do you need? <laughs> what, what was the idea? The question was, there are people who take you through corners and dimensions and mysteries and navigation. And they tell you for two months, I'm still thinking about it. You know, there's a level you reach and you have no time for these cat and mouse games. It's either you are ready for marriage I'm mature enough. I've played this game in class 6. I played it in form 2. Now I have no time. So instead of wasting my time, let me know. And I tell you there's no problem. And she asked me the same thing. And so we began the journey. I took her home. My mother is a prophetess. My mother scanned her in the spirit. And she said, this one is a good one. Don't stay for long. Because if someone else sees her, she might go. And so we went, got married. And when I was getting married, I didn't have a job. I'm a pastor. My wife was working and she was earning more than me. Hallelujah. And I remember this one day. I was asleep and she was going to work. She came and asked me, babes, do you have money? And a certain devil began to tell me. See, see. And I and, and by the grace of God, the fact that she was earning more than me, she never looked down upon me. We used to put our money on the same table, our money, and decide. That does not mean I was not doing anything. I was working. Then a few, year, a few months later, she lost her job. Now I had to be the man in the house. Hallelujah. And I told her, baby, as a pastor, we are the men who live by daily bread. We don't have a salary. Someone might be, Mungu anazo angalesha mutu, amambie, tumayo elfu moja kwa Mr. T, sahi, sahi. And that's how we live. So the day you hear God, don't negotiate. Bonas pesana. And so she came to that life and one day, uh, the Lord was very faithful. We didn't have any money. Nothing was there. And we woke up in the morning and she asked me, um, what are we having for breakfast? 
I said, do you have any money? She said, no. I said, I don't have money. I said, maybe it's not time to wake up. Let's sleep. Because God has not God has not provided breakfast. So we slept. And after 30 minutes, an SMS came. And I showed her, I told her, uh, there is money. Breakfast has come. It is worth this amount. So go and do something. And I tell you from that day, the Lord taught her and taught me also to rely on him daily. We live on daily bread. We have never lacked. Our houses have never been locked. We've never lacked food. We've never lacked clothing. And I'm not the kind of pastor who tells people, Sadaka yekwe kwa gari ya pastor. We bank all the money. Bonus for sana. And so I'm here to encourage a man and a lady, irrespective of status, um, there is still hope. And there are still good people outside there. And I'm so excited. Guess what? God has brought us to a place where it's like we are all in the same level. So even if I rise, she has seen my nakedness. There are days I've walked in that house, I have no money, and we look at each other, we make jokes, but we've never slept hungry. Uh, that one has never happened. Bonus if you will. Uh, and, and God has blessed us, and God is blessing us, amen. amen. So we are growing, we are growing the church in all size and shapes. So I know by, by a few months later, we will be three members. Amen. Permanent members. Bonus if you will.